0: recorded during the grand siesta. This is this is a cultural event, a Blaceball recap podcast. I'm your host Evan Saft. My pronouns are they them. Joining me as always is your other host Eli.
1: Hello. My name is Eli Lee, local degenerate and air fryer enthusiast. My pronouns are also they them.
0: Lee, are you ready to talk about some Blaceball?
1: Evan, I have never been more ready to talk about some Blaceball. Let me tell you, ever since last week when we recorded, and you mentioned that we would be diving into past baseball games, I have been wondering, are we ready to talk about the historical
0: baseball? I believe in us. We'll see. I'm sure we'll talk a, a little bit more about that at the end, but, you know, right now, we gotta stay focused on the present. Yes. Or on um, at least the very no, recent no, past. No, no, we do not
1: want to focus on the present. We want to focus on the very recent past. Lay it on me. Right,
0: okay. Let's let's focus on, like, let's say, last week.
1: Yeah, take me back to happier times like last week.
0: Season 11 of Blaseball, the first season post discipline era. Peace and prosperity is our subtitle for this week. In case you don't remember exactly where we left off, the peanut god, the shelled one, had been defeated and eaten by the monitor, that good old squid.
1: Delicious.
0: A coin, we don't know if it's giant or not, but a coin showed up, having apparently acquired the ILB, and told us that change was on the horizon. The size of the coin is unspecified. Indeed, but not unspecified, is the amount of her girl power, which is assuredly bad. Boundless. It's off the charts. And those are some good charts, as you'll see on Crabs LLC. Anyways, the Crabs, by the way, gone from the league, replaced by the Tokyo Lift, the first ascension left in mystery at the end of, of last season. Go
1: crabs off the earth.
0: Crabs climbed and or went up and they're gone. Which brings us to the beginning of season 11. So, a couple things are different this season. The first of which is the weather. Now, we have, we have seen new weather. We have grown accustomed to seeing new weather. But we've grown accustomed to seeing it in tandem with existing weather. All that's out the window. Because all weather this season is of two new types. Which are, if you might remember, was hinted at from the decrees last season. Black Hole and Sun 2.
1: I love when new weather drops.
0: Mm-hmm. Sun 2, of course, you remember that Tot Fox uh, scored a single. Which caused Petro Davis to score. Opening a black hole and consuming the Sun and the moon and causing Sun 2 to rise. So our weathers Black Hole and Sun 2.
1: I'm going to go ahead and substitute that gif of the gentleman from E3 who is yelling (laughs) Peggle 2 into the the podcast
0: here. Oh, that is very interesting. We'll get into that in a little bit.
1: My brain has atrophied. I can only speak in terms of gifs anymore.
0: (laughs) We've just become Darmok. So these two new weather types, they function very similarly- in that both of them now come into effect when a team accumulates 10 runs in a game. At which point, those 10 runs are subsumed, and either, if there is a black hole, the win is subtracted from the opposing team, or if there is something is two, then a win is added to the team that scored those 10, 10 runs. As you might expect... Scoring in this season is weird. I
1: love the internal fiction because I still think that baseball is a fictional sport that everybody is just participating in as an improv experiment. I really enjoy the mental image of a bunch of imaginary like statisticians running around in an office, all of them wearing like short sleeve collared shirts and ties, and going like, "We gotta figure out what this means. There was a black hole. Black hole too black hole sequel and like a guy is like furiously scribbling on a whiteboard and saying like what does this mean you
0: know we only see one black hole it could all be the same black hole that is also not comforting in in fact looking at some of the game logs it does say the black hole swallows the runs so I think there's just the one black hole there is sun to the sequel to sun
1: so there's like a pocket black hole that shows up on the field periodically to just swallow
0: runs? You know, uh, I'm thinking given that it's the weather that we can assume that there's like an orbiting black hole that is above some of the games, but not all of them. And when the runs grow high enough, I guess, that they reach the event horizon and are pulled... Well, no, because... Well, uh, listen, trying to conceptualize this is gonna get weird.
1: Listen, it is pointless to try to explain internalized fiction. There's a black hole, it shows up sometimes, it does some stuff!
0: There's a black hole, it swallows runs, and it swallows wins.
1: And honestly, what more do you need to know? Like, what are you, some kind of egghead?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, due to this, math in this season is a little weird notably we find a lot of people uh, suddenly having their bets lose all meaning because the odds for a season does not take into account overflow. So if a team is going to score like 14 runs against another team that scores five runs, that team that scores five runs is going to win the game. So in fact, we see a lot of games that come out dead even as one team swallows a win from their opposing team. The opposing team then wins, so dead even, nothing happens to their rankings.
1: Okay, so you've said the magic word overflow. Yes. Is there some kind of mechanism in place, because this is what this seems to imply, that there is some kind of mechanism in place that when a team gets a certain amount of runs... Big hand comes out of the atmosphere, sort of like Dennis Nedry from the first Jurassic Park movie and is like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh,
0: ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Well, that's the- You can't have over this certain amount of runs. Well, that is the black hole and sun oh, too, oh, oh my
1: God, I feel like an idiot now. How did I not put that together? <laughs>
0: The black hole swallows those runs, and the sun too smiles, which I guess immolates those runs, and they're gone.
1: And it looks kind of like the baby from
0: Teletubbies. I'm thinking it's like the raisin brand. Oh, that's worse. Sun, like it's got it's got two scoops of runs in either hand, and then it just swallows <laughs> them and barfs <laughs> up a so win to you. Oh, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we can't. We got to keep going. So. Math is weird this season. Your winning odds are completely fake because of this overflow rule. We see quite a few interesting things happen because of this. For example, day 36, the Tacos set the new record for the most runs scored in a game, scoring 35 runs. They then lose this game because they... (laughs) Because 30 of those scores were converted into three wins for the tacos.
1: It's like Captain Picard said, it is possible to commit no errors and still lose. That is not a weakness, that is life. And he was talking about baseball, which is an established sport in Star Trek.
0: I mean, it's a true utopia. Of course it has baseball. <laughs> Similarly, on day 41 in a game between the Kansas City Breathments and the Charleston Shoe Feeves, we see baseball's first ever unshaming. Man,
1: I wish I could get some
0: of that. <laughs> now, Lee, you may recall h- how shame works. If in the either in the bottom of the ninth or a bottom of any extra inning, if the teams are tied at the beginning of that inning and the team that is batting in the bottom scores a run, then normally... You You would expect in baseball, a heathen's sport. A pedestrian sport. You would expect a game to immediately end. Baseball keeps going until there are three outs to truly see how large of shame that a team can get into. However, the Charleston Shoe Thieves score, getting to nine runs, putting the Breathmans in shame, and then score again, resetting their runs to zero. And the breathments then win. Baseball, also known
1: as the beautiful game.
0: It truly, truly truly is so yeah at a score of nine to one the shoe thieves lose that game despite having shamed the breathments unrelated just just in another way but math is a little wonky this season actually not related to the black hole or sun 2 we see our first fractional score on day 48 as thomas Drakarna. you may remember him he's absolutely not a vampire according to fan canon absolutely not You might also remember that he won the blessing for an actual airplane last season, which means that whenever he steals a base, he gets .2 runs for his team, So we have our first game ending with a fractional score. On day 48, the Millennials beat the Lovers 5.2 to 0. This is so dumb. Uh, That, I believe, is also going to be the only time that Thomas Dracarna will steal a base this entire season. The only time so far. Well, the season (laughs) is over, so we haven't gotten into time travel just yet.
1: Yeah, do you think that's going to stop me? We have fractional scoring! <laughs> we have a black hole that is yes. just kind of wandering around the Blaseball universe.
0: <laughs> um, so, we get to the end of the regular season. We have another couple records set here. The Hellmouth Sunbeams have set the new record... For most runs in a season, notably, they won walk in the park last season, meaning that their players walk when they get three balls rather than four. Using this, they were able to get 834 runs over the season, breaking the previous record for most runs in a season by 225.
1: That sounds like a lot of runs. It's... I'm not a mathematician, but...
0: It's a lot of runs. I mean, if you think about it, that's essentially... A 30-ish
1: percent increase
0: in max runs?
1: I'm not a smart man, and I know percentages. And 30% sounds like a lot.
0: That's a big percent. That's like almost That's like almost 40%.
1: And 40% is almost 50%. Holy shit!
0: Uh, going on, another record set this season. The Tacos set a new record for most games recorded in a season.
1: What do you mean recorded?
0: Well... So, you may recall that Blaze Ball takes course over 99 days. There is a game every day.
1: 99 days condensed into one week, human standard time.
0: Mm hmm, mm hmm. However, due to an abundance of sun, too, the Tacos have a record of 60 wins and 54 losses, a total of 114 games overall. So the Tacos have set the record for most games in a season.
1: <laughs> this game is fucking ridiculous, Evan.
0: <laughs> Alright, that's one more thing to note during this regular season. At least during what I'm going to talk about as the regular bit of the regular season. The Tokyo Lift, unfortunately, do not have a great showing. Our newest team in the league... Actually, I'm going to note two things. One, that the Tokyo Lift do not have a great showing. They are bottom ranked in the league 28-61. to The Tokyo Lift, the lowest score for the record this season. We're hoping that maybe they're just getting used to American baseball. We'll see what happens. Also notable is that even with Sun 2's Blessings... We are not able to see anyone break the record for most wins in a season. We The crabs still hold that record at 80 wins.
1: Go crabs!
0: Speaking of crabs...
1: Those are the words I like to hear.
0: So, that's the end of the regular season. This would be the bit where you'd normally expect me to go right into the wild card, right, Lee? Yes. Right, we're not going to do that just yet. Because there are a couple things happening outside the game, outside of the main Blaze Ball site, that I need to mention. The first being that... Hey, you remember how the crabs were gone?
1: Yes, they, they ascended.
0: Yes, yes, we didn't know. the. Cra- they scuttled off this
1: earthly plane.
0: They did, and we didn't know where they were. The mic didn't know where the crabs were. The ticker at the top of Blazeball didn't know where the crabs were. The commissioner didn't know no. where the crabs were. But we have an interesting amount of simultaneous discovery here because the keepers, which I'll mention are the mods for the blaze- official Blazeball Discord, find something which is found almost immediately afterwards as well by members of the crabs, the fan ma- fans of the crabs, which is, <laughs> hey, remember that Peggle 2 joke oh, that you Jesus made earlier? Oh, Jesus
1: fucking Christ. Why why is it that every single joke that I've made in the history of my 32 years on this planet, the one that actually circles back to be something is a joke that I made about Peggle 2?
0: Ball 2 has been found.
1: Blaseball 2! Two.
0: Ball 2. We have found Blaseball 2 on Blaseball2.com. We see some clouds. We see a big doorway in the sky. We see the crabs, or at least a crab emoji. And we see that crab emoji is between that big old doorway in the sky and a big red gate. So we found the crabs... We've found Blazeball 2. The crabs are apparently behind a gate, but also in front of a doorway. Oh, and also uh, behind one of those clouds, we find the one-star Blaggenball. Hey! So, hey!
1: I can't wait to find out which Ball player is going to abandon their wife and child and go on to the afterlife and go train with a cool guy with a cool hat who sounds kind of like, I don't know, Patton Oswalt, and then has to get wished back into the mortal plane.
0: Hey, remember, we proved last week that love is real in Blaze. So I don't know if-
1: Love is real, but that doesn't mean that Goku and Chi-Chi's marriage is, Evan.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's Blaseball 2. Notable fact here, uh, I've done a little bit of research. I have found that Blaseball X number- Several of these domains have been registered. We have Blaseballs 3 through 9, we have Blazeball 0, we have Blaseball Z. All of these have been registered. However, in my research, I found that only Blaseball and Blazeball 2 had the same site registrar. The other ones were registered by some by some other company, so likely this is the case of just someone spotted that someone registered Blazeball and Blaze Ball 2 and immediately went to go sit on the domains for Blazeballs 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 0, Z, etc.
1: Question Do we have Blazeball GT?
0: You know I I didn't check that one, but I don't think Akira Toriyama would support it.
1: Blazeball Kai <laughs>
0: Now, beyond that, we also, in the realm of RP Twitter, which was not a sentence I was necessarily having to expect to say too soon or or to this degree.
1: Fucking really? On this podcast?
0: The New York Millennials, as represented by the legal team of the Mexico City Wild Wings, have filed a lawsuit against CEO Commissioner Parker McMillan III. Uh, because...
1: I have, hold on, I have a joke that I wanted to make, but I was too busy drinking out of the auxiliary water bottle. You know, it makes sense that in this podcast we would finally get to roleplay Twitter accounts, but the roleplay Twitter accounts would only be concerned with settling, like, legal affairs of their
0: baseball teams. Yes, so the uh, New York Millennials representing the the 99%, because at the beginning of season 11... Despite the decree passed way back in season two, the rich were not eaten. Oh, goddammit. So the millennials are suing Parker McMillan III for damages based on the fact that the rich were not eaten and their coins were not distributed. Notably, Parker McMillan III at Blaseball has responded to this. And demanding a fair trial in Sunbeam's court, referencing another in Discord RP thing that happened, <laughs> which I don't have all the details on. I haven't gone through all that yet. Establishing canonicity between this and
1: ball.. So, so what we have here is a legal battle to determine the actual canonical events of ball Hashed out... Via Twitter RP Blazeball accounts.
0: Well, not quite because, and we'll get, and this is what this is going to be a little weird. The court date has yet to be determined, but this will be happening in the Blazeball Discord over the Grand Siesta. We will see a trial between. CEO, Commissioner, Prime Minister, Parker McMillan III, represented, apparently, by the Baltimore Crabs, who upon ascending, uh, have become somewhat corporate shills. And got
1: their fucking law degrees? All of them?
0: Is that how <laughs> and, heaven works? the New York Millennials, represented by the Mexico City Wild Wings legal team, there have been amicus briefs filed! People have written, lawyers, lawyers have written (laughs) Emma I'm going to get this word wrong because I don't know Latin, but... Uh, there have been three brief MK curé. So, Evan, are you prepared for this podcast to make the sharp left turn into a legal podcast? I did not expect to become a true crime podcast within a month of starting. I knew it was good.
1: I have a lawyer we can get on the show. I was going to use him to get my <laughs> legal name changed.
0: <laughs> oh... So yeah, that's going to happen during the siesta. I have no idea how we're going to cover it or if we're going to cover it. Oh, we're going to cover it. All I know is now I have to pay attention to a Discord RP.
1: (laughs) Welcome to a cultural event. A former podcast about Blazeball that was hosted by one person who knew about Blazeball and one person who didn't know about baseball—that that is now a legal podcast
0: about Blazeball hosted by two people who know nothing about law. Listen, I may not be impartial. For all I know, I'm going to get dragged in to help represent Parker. Oh my god, no, you can't side. You can't side with the
1: crabs. You can't side with fucking defendants. Wait, are they the
0: defendants? They're representing. They're representing the defendant who is Parker McMillan. Fuck
1: God, no! You can't do this! This podcast is falling apart in front of my very eyes, and we're only in the third <laughs> episode.
0: Okay, alright, alright. So that's that's that is that is an ongoing battle. We will see what comes out of this wild canonicity that we live in. Maybe we'll go, uh, maybe I'll bring on someone to talk about the previous Sunbeam's court case.
1: Wait, what? What? We'll
0: see. I told you, I told you, I told you on this one, it made canon that Sunbeam's court is a thing. Sunbeam's court having been used, there isn't someone- You can't expect me to remember any of the
1: shit you tell me.
0: I did not, well, I told you that like five minutes ago, but least someone transcribed that and turned it into a fucking objection oh thing. Oh my God. There is a like 30 minute long objection dot whatever website extension that they used with Phoenix Wright sprites talking about a murder in Sunbeam's court. Anyways, that's our regular season. That's what happens on the periphery of our regular season. Let's hit the playoffs. So, our playoffs, of course, start with the wild cards. Our wild cards for this season the fourth seed for the Mild League, the Dallas Stakes versus the wild card of the Yellowstone Magic. And in the Wild League, the Houston Spies, fourth seed seeded against the Wild Cards, the Boston Flowers. The Yellowstone Magic are able to overcome the Dallas Stakes, winning a spot in the Wild League, but the Boston Flowers fall to the Houston Spies. Now, I should mention a quick thing about the postseason. The postseason has changed a little bit because, as you might expect, math is weird because of Sun 2 and Black Hole and because of that, we don't have best of series. There's no best of 5. It's the first team to X amount of wins. So in the wild card, it's first to 2. In the playoffs proper, it is going to be first to 3. Going into our season, we have representing the Mild League, the Canada Moist Talkers, the Yellowstone Magic, the Charleston Shoe Thieves, and the Seattle Garages. Representing the Wild League, we have the Hellmouth Sunbeams, the Houston Spies, the Hades Tigers, and the Unlimited Tacos. In our quarterfinals, the other thing that you might think with that fact that, hey, if games are first to three wins, if series are first to three wins, and there's a mechanic in play where people can lose wins... Isn't it possible that these are going to go on for a long time? Yes. The answer to that would be yes. Yeah. Luckily, luckily for some European players, the playoffs have been split so that some of these games are happening on Friday evening uh, our time, rather than all of these games being on Saturday our time. So... In these quarterfinals, CandaMoist Talkers are overcome by the Yellowstone Magic. The Seattle Garages defeat the Charleston Chew Thieves. The Hellmouth Sunbeams beat the Houston Spies. Notably, in this matchup, the Hellmouth Sunbeams are a- able to accumulate three wins, while the Spies end up with m- minus one wins.
1: Have you ever sucked so hard at a sport that you get negative wins? <laughs>
0: and the quarterfinals are first long series as the the unlimited tacos versus the Hades Tigers go to game 6 the Hades Tigers finally becoming victorious in the end there which means going into our championship series we have the Seattle Garages and the Yellowstone Magic in the Mild League and the Hellmouth Sunbeams versus the Hades Tigers in the Wild League, Sun Tiger Beams represented. I think this may actually be the first time that the Hellmouth Sunbeams and the Hades Tigers have met each other in the playoffs. There is a camaraderie between the two of them. I think because they're both hell-related.
1: Would you would you say uh would you say like a sort of
0: star-crossed nature? You know, in a way. Yeah, yeah. I think you know during the day one of them is a sunbeam. At night one of them is a tiger. Only at twilight shall they be able to meet on the field of battle that is Blazeball.
1: Folks, we have got a Lady Hawk situation in Blazeball. Take it to the
0: bank. And while in our mild league, we see the Seattle Garages overcome the Yellowstone magic, the Hellmouth Sunbeams and the Hades Tigers go to another game six, truly not wanting to end this interaction with each other until the Sunbeams are finally able to overcome the Tigers. Clearly not also not wanting the Tigers to ascend, to climb, to go up. Uh, And disappear from the league the same way that the Krabs did. You can't leave us yet. Which means going into our finals, we have the Seattle Garages versus the Hellmouth Sunbeams. The Hellmouth Sunbeams in their first finals appearance, at least as far as I'm aware. These finals go to game five. Notably, the Garages win four games in a row. However, thanks to the Beams' massive ability to score runs, the Black Hole keeps the Garages from winning the championship, and the Beams are able to bring it back and win in Game 5. The Hellmouth Sunbeams are your Internet League champions. Good job, Beams. Hell yeah, Beams. And that pernicious coin shows up again. Congratulations, champion. That's champion in brackets. Congratulations, Hellmouth Sunbeams. You're winners. We're all winners. And this is just the beginning. We see you. We hear you. You deserve a say. It's only fair. Tomorrow, we write the future. Together. That is the words spoken to us by the coin. At the end of this playoff season. So, I will
1: say that the inclusion of the phrase, we see you, we hear you, leads me to believe that there is going to be some extremely shallow and not entirely comprehensive steps towards racial justice taken. Mm. Mostly it will take the form of them saying, we see you, we hear you.
0: I mean, I will also note that we have three capitalized words besides, you know, the beginning of sentences and that. Beginning, fair, and future are all capitalized, so that's fun. Oh, beginning a
1: fair future, I love that. I love things that are
0: fair. <laughs> Which leads us to the election, our last piece of structure of the ball season. Before we get to the election, or rather immediately before the election, cutting off us seeing the election results, the minder shows up, that good old swig, and, you know, asks us how the election goes despite blocking the election for us. America's sweetheart. Oh, and, uh, they've got a message from the boss. Uh, they're having some trouble remembering it. What was it? Uh, oh yeah, our fates are sealed or something.
1: Oh, that's fine. Yeah. If you're a Calvinist, that is totally fine. Your fate was sealed by the minute you got out of the womb. Nothing to worry about. Our fates are sealed. Tell me something I don't know.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Siesta, everybody get some rest. Big plans ahead. Expansion time. And the minder makes a request to us, which is don't send Tillman back. Please, my wallet can't handle it. Tillman Henderson has been permitted and in fact requested to stay.
1: Tillman Henderson, bound to this
0: wretched mortal earth to the end of time. Let's get into our election season. Please. So, there are a number of decrees on the ballot this season. Notably, all of them are of this form, which is Verb, the Forbidden Book. So we have bury, burn, close, deface, eat, freeze, shred, sink, and trash the Forbidden Book. The Forbidden Book, of course, opened at the beginning of the Discipline era.
1: Well, I gotta say, as an advocate for people getting their daily amount of fiber, I'm gonna go ahead and say we should eat it.
0: Uh, well, that... we'll get to that. Um...
1: Evan, Ruffage is important.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Now... One small change was made during the season. Normally, at the beginning of the season, these of course just read, you know, as a normal sentence might, you know, verb, The Forbidden Book. Right towards the end of the season, these are all updated, in the style of panic at the disco, they all become verb, exclamation point, The Forbidden Book. Oh no, the book wants to eat me! And so, going into our decrees, a new era is written, three of these decrees can pass, the three that win are eat the forbidden book with 47% of the vote, deface the forbidden book with 13% of the vote, and close the forbidden book with 13% of the vote. Eat! The book eats. Oh no. Everything in sight. Oh no. Stomachs rumble. Concessions are made. Like hot dogs? Def- (laughs) deface the book defaces itself it rewrites the rules refaces the ballot regards itself recognizes your will close the book closes on a prime piece of property in baltimore peanut debris is cleared Ground is broken on the Krabitat.
1: Evan, I don't understand how you could have said the words Krabitat to me and made it not something I'm excited about.
0: Well, so fun fact here, the Krabitat, this is the second time, or in fact, maybe even the third time given Tillman's now main character-ness. Tillman getting mentioned as as not being wanted to be in the Hall of Flame. Main character Tillman fucking Henderson. The Crabitat which is the name of the Crab's side discord, and the name that they gave to their stadium. Another thing that the Crabs have made canon within the within the realm of baseball. But yeah, those are our decrees that pass. I'm going to I'm going to get back to that in a second because those decrees have some further information okay. that we can give. But before that, let's get to the blessings for this season because the blessings are actually going to be a little simpler this season because they're all on a standard sort of format because all these blessings are tarot cards. Ooh! Now, Lee, I don't remember whether I told you this or not for the last season, but this season, all the teams had the effect of fairness, the modification of fairness on them, which means... That at the end of the, sorry, total fairness, this season, each team will win only one blessing and will be happy, capital H, with what they get.
1: That's socialism, baby.
0: Ah, yeah. So the tarot cards, of course, we get 1 to 20, one for each team. This means that the Fool and the World Mm -hmm. are excluded. Of course, how our major tarot works, 0 and 21, they are excluded from this. And each team wins a card. I'm going to say this now. We have no idea the effects of these cards. They are not given to the teams as a normal modifier. Each team now has this card listed on their team page with no effects. It's not even listed in standard modification. You just see that, for example, the Hellmouth Sunbeams, 1, 12, the hang- well, Hanged Well, Evan, man.
1: let me just say, I'm sure that when you have a Twitter phenomenon like Blaseball... And you just go ahead and assign tarot cards, things that are famously up to personal interpretation, and put them up there with absolutely no context. What could go wrong?
0: Uh, who knows? So going down the list, these are, of course, going in in blessing order as I normally do them. I'm not going to go in order of tarot cards because that would be more work for me. The (laughs) Hellmouth Sunbeams win 12 The Hanged Man. The Kanda Moistalkers win 5 The Pope. Quick note, The Pope normally, The Hierophant, or at least in most editions these days, The Hierophant. The Pope is occasionally used in some tarot decks.
1: A quick question for you. So this is, I'm going to ask you to just do some, some rote conjecture on your part. Do you think this means they get to summon the actual Pope?
0: Um, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that it's going to give them like some incredible smoke powers. White and black smoke spewing from both (laughs) hands.
1: Spewing from the peanut stand up in the, the bleachers. A new player has been selected by committee. Between this and the Calvinism thing, um, I'm on a tear tonight. Continue.
0: Who, who knew all we needed to do was invoke some weird Christian sex for you to have in stride and me to have no commentary?
1: Finally, balance is restored.
0: The Hades Tigers appropriately win 15, the Devil. The Unlimited Tacos win 7, the Chariot. The Houston Spies win 18, the Moon. The Charleston Shoe Thieves win 10 The Wheel of Fortune. The Chicago Firefighters win 14 Temperance. The Seattle Garages win 8 Justice. The Dallas Stakes win 4 The Emperor. Oh, that's a little weird that... Sorry, I just noticed that the 4 is not correctly done in Roman numerals. Like, it's done as 4 strokes rather than Mm. IV. I don't know if that's relevant or not. That's just interesting.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, you may have uncovered, like, an Easter egg.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that's how it's done in in normal tower decks, honestly. Um,
1: J.J. Abrams is shaking.
0: (laughs) The Hawaii Fridays win 2, the High Priestess. The Miami Dale win 17, the Star. The San Francisco Lovers win 20, Judgment. The Boston Flowers win 3, the Empress... The Breckenridge Jazz Hands win 16, The Tower, which can only mean good things, right? I love right? towers. Uh, <laughs> They're so
1: tall. I love how they just stand there completely <laughs> untoppled.
0: <laughs> the Kansas City Breathmints win 13, unnamed. For those of you familiar with tarot, 13 is sometimes unnamed. It is typically death. Honestly, mo- just... just Slight tangent for anyone not familiar with the general gist of tarot, and I in no way claim to be an expert in this, because I'm not. There are so many people out there who know tarot and, like, this sort of stuff better than me, but death typically just, like, change, and typically not the worst card that you can get, which is the tower. Typically,
1: this is just what I've learned based on my readings of Twitter, the worst card you can get in tarot is the card that looks like you and a hot air balloon flying into some power lines. <laughs> That's usually not good.
0: Usually not great. The Yellowstone Magic win one, The Magician. The New York Millennials win six, The Lover. Notably not going womp to womp. The Lovers. <laughs> the, the Philly Pies win nine, The Hermit. Again, not done as IX. A little weird. The Mexico City Wild Wings win 19, the sun, not going to the sunbeams, and the Tokyo Lift appropriately win 11, strength. We also get roll credits. So, meaning that, you know, if, I think according to Awesome Games Done Quick, is, um, it, is it Awesome Games Done Quick? AGD KU? Coo- uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we've, we've now, I think, hit speedrun completion for Blaseball at 11 seasons, and yeah, Blazeball is over, the era is over, we've hit things, and now we get into what I was going to touch on, because, hey, remember all those things that happened with the book?
1: Yeah, I love books.
0: Yeah, the book, the book's different now. Well, it's hungry. Well, yeah, it ate everything. First, the first thing I'm going to note is that we've seen a change rule 6C, which, or sorry, 6B, which previously saw if a team wins three championships, they and Blaseball shall ascend. That's been crossed out. With like ballpoint pen or
1: crayon or marker or... With strikethrough
0: text which means that the crabs may be the only team to ever ascend. God bless those crabs. <laughs> Slamming the door behind them. They skittered up the
1: ladder and then they just pulled it on up behind
0: them. We we also see a slight change to rule 6C, which previously read when teams are sent to redacted, they shall return once redacted the under that has also been struck out and replaced with when teams are sent to redacted, they shall return once redacted. Blasphemy.
1: Well, I imagine in a sport like baseball, you would expect some strikeouts.
0: Yeah. And I think the crab's well positioned to do some blasphemy. So we'll see when Rule 6C will come into effect.
1: Crabs are naturally positioned to do good blasphemy. Also, there's a second page to the Wait, book now. Okay. H- hold on. So, you say second page, which implies that in this gigantic tome, there was only one piece of paper in it. And now
0: there's two? Previously, there was page one. There was just one page. And now there's a second page. Great. expansion. 100% more content than before. Mm Mm-hmm. So, there is, we see, there is an entry for each one of those verbs that we saw on the decree. There is also... I'm not going to go over all of those. What I will note is that the first section of this is Arcana, which, hey, remember all those tarot things? There is very little information here. We have rule 1A, redacted, the first reading, 1B, redacted to each team for redacted, and C, Redacted. Comprehensive. I love it. Mm hmm. I'm not going to go over each of the possible sections for all those verbs that we saw at the decree uh, because we've been going on a while. And notably, those three for close, deface, and eat have been highlighted in green, which, at least in my mind, means that they're the active ones. So we see close, ballparks. This is section four. 4A four Teams shall build ballparks in their image. 4B, redacted home games at their ballpark. C, redacted. D, redacted. That's close. Well, that seems pretty straightforward. Yep. Section 5, deface-wills. 5A, fans shall bend the election to their will. Will, of course, capitalize, I should mention. 5B, redacted the election, comma, redacted. 5C, Redacted, Fairness, each team shall win the same number of wills, redacted. Section 6, Eat, Concessions. 6A, the League shall sell concessions to the fans.
1: Well, that sounds a lot like indulgences, but I guess we'll we'll wait to see how that bears
0: out. Concessions is capitalized, so this could be the concept of concessions. <laughs> Evan, I have never been more excited than at
1: the prospect <laughs> of me finally getting to use all of my weird ass <laughs> religious knowledge in this podcast. <laughs>
0: And 6B, henceforth, redacted, expand their earning potential and betting experience. Ooh, gambling, I love it. Well, that's what- gambling's- come on, Lee. Placeball has been all about gambling. Wait. From the beginning.
1: Has it? Yeah! You didn't mention gambling?
0: Player- players bet on every game! The players bet on the game? The fa- alright, so- That's illegal! The fans who- the fans of the teams bet on the games. The baseball players, but the players of baseball. The the baseball players don't bet, but the players of baseball.com do bet. So, uh, terminology so wait, is funny. Many,
1: how many of my mutuals on Twitter have come home at like 9 o'clock at night and just like sadly taken off their hat and their trench coat and hung them up on the stand by the door, and the wife is standing there like. Where were you? The children needed help with their math homework. And my mutuals are like, I don't want to hear it right now, all right? And the wife is like, you
0: were at the baseball game again, weren't you? Betting! I think, I think this season, what your mutuals are saying is, if the kids are so good at math, what can they explain? Why a 67% chance is losing me money? Oh my god, this game is tearing families apart. So yeah, Lee, that is season 11 of Blazeball. Any questions? Any comments? I mean, I'm excited about
1: this joint venture that Blaseball has embarked on between Calvinism and Tarot. Sounds great. I'm sorry to all of my Twitter mutuals who Blaseball has ruined the marriages of. <laughs> I'm sorry that your kids weren't better at math. I guess my question is, where do we go from here?
0: Where we go from here, Lee, is the Grand Siesta, which we have been informed is going to be at least a month.
1: Oh, great. Nap time. That's right.
0: Yes, nap time. All players must sleep. Which I wish applied to me as a player of Blazeball.com and not a Blaseball player. Everybody gets
1: to get their juice box and go to their cot and they're going to put a movie on on the tube TV that's on a big cart that they wheeled into the room. And everyone gets to go to bed, which means that we get to do an extremely 201 level sounding college course in Blaseball. The historical Blaseball.
0: Yes, yes. Of course, with at least four weeks without Ball, we're going to have the time to go back and see where this all began. We get to go back. Lee, I've, I love this analogy. We started in media res much like the Odyssey. We got to emerge from the bush stark naked. Don't get fresh with me. Confusing a princess. And we get to go back... And tell the story from the beginning of Ball from season one. And we'll all, or, or maybe, maybe because we know that there's going to be some events during the Grand Siesta. Now, there's going to be a trial during the Grand Siesta. There's going to be Dolly Wien. I don't know if that's going to be worth covering or not. There's going to be a fucking trial. Oh, my God. But Lee, I have to ask- I have to ask you, as as in each episode, what what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for after this Grand Siester? What are you hoping to see in this new season of Blazeball?
1: I mean what oh, this is tough. Hold on. I actually have things to ruminate about because I'm- against my better judgment, I'm starting to develop a sense of what Blaze is. <laughs> I've tried so hard. Evan, you have no idea how fucking hard I have tried not to retain any information that you've given me over the course of this podcast. <laughs> but I know. I know part of baseball, I think. I know that there are there are at least four bases involved. <laughs> I guess. Jesus Christ. I guess. I think at the end of the day, I am a person who is more involved in the more human details of anything, and that includes sports. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this this kind of courtroom drama unfold over the siesta. you know, I, I want to see what what each team has to say for themselves. I want to see this sort of like protracted legal battle. I think it would be very interesting to sort of look into the the lawyers that they've hired, the the different teams of attorneys, the large crab-shaped stadium that is being erected in Baltimore
0: as we speak. So, Lee, can I take your meaning to be that you are hoping to see the addition of legal counsel into the statistics of baseball?
1: Yes. And also, I would like to see if any of the lawyers are cute.
0: <laughs> well, we will just have to find out. I think at least one of them is a ferret in character, so they're probably pretty cute. We'll see. Cute, but not in the way I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will see. What happens? I think that's our season. As always, I'm Evan Saft. You can find me on Twitter at NamesEquipped. You can find both me and Eli on our other podcast, Rollout, where we play a queer-as-fuck mass campaign. Uh, Lee, you want to take it from here?
1: My name, as always, has been Eli Lee. You can find me on Twitter at It's HamHawks. And until next time, if you get into legal trouble... I hope your lawyers are cute.
0: thanks to The Garages for letting us use their song, and I mean All Gods, as our theme. You can find more music that they've written about baseball at thegarages.bandcamp.com.